How are you doing? Although we might answer this question with, I'm fine, in our inner being, we feel beaten down. Beaten down by our own sin and by the world. We might feel weak and alone, cut off from God, and just not feeling the love of God right now. The overall result is feeling afraid and alone. Paul prays that we would use a different measuring stick on God's love with the result that we would take courage and be of good cheer from the promise of Christ. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. On this ninth Sunday of Pentecost, we are continuing a sermon series on the letter to the Ephesians. The title of the sermon is called Measuring God's Love from the Inside, and it is based on Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is something about standing in a huge cathedral or temple. It always makes a powerful impression on me. It makes powerful impressions on people. Uh, We were fortunate on our way back from a trip uh, from uh, a tour in Africa and mission work. we went back to the States for our home leave, but we, we were fortunate enough to stop for a few days in Paris and look around, look at the sites. One of the places that we stopped at to look at was the um, Notre Dame Cathedral. So we visited this, and of course this is before the fire in 2019. And uh, the interior is just as amazing as the, uh, the exterior when you go into this cathedral. And perhaps you've been in a cathedral uh, before, maybe not that one. So, you, But you get the idea. It leaves this powerful impression. Uh, the sanctuary in, in Notre Dame is, a, I guess, a classic example of uh, French Gothic architecture. And there's so much to say about its, its monumental dimensions. Uh, you're struck by the sheer majesty of it all as you stand in the sanctuary. And, and just the dimensions, uh, it can accommodate 6,500 people. And the nave reaches a height of 115 feet. And multiple arches then come together at various points in these uh, vaulted ceilings. And, and across the length of the building, and again, this covers more, uh, the length of the building covers more than 427 feet. And when you reach the transept, kind of in the middle, you, you, you can just stand and look around you, and you, you just see, again, uh, the north and the south rose windows, these stained glass windows. You look around and see the sublime beauty of it all. You know, the, the chandeliers, of the vaulted ceiling, the great organ, and the beauty that just surrounds you and envelopes you, basically. It's enough to take your breath away. So today, the Apostle Paul would have us consider the monumental dimensions of God's love. And it's very similar to being inside a cathedral or a temple, as we shall see. We're continuing a a sermon series uh, on the book of Ephesians. And this letter was written to the church, and it's about 
the church. And our theme today is measuring God's love from inside. Our theme in relation to the text, uh, or Paul starts this way in verse 14, for this reason. So the question is, well, what is the reason? I think it goes back to the concluding verses of chapter 2, which we looked at last week, last Sunday, in which all of humanity is being built into a temple. Temple being much like a cathedral. But this temple, this temple is, in, is where the Spirit dwells, with Christ as the cornerstone and the prophets and the apostles as the foundations. And I'm reading verses 19 through 21 in, uh, in chapter 2. So then you, and he's writing to these Gentile Christians, says you're no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you are also being built into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So the reason why Paul bows his knees is that God has made us all one temple, Jew and Gentile. God has broken this dividing line between Jew and Gentile. God's sons, Jesus, is our peace. He is the one that killed that hostility between the Jew and the Gentile. And now we're all being built up in this temple, this holy temple, and and he is building on this temple imagery in our text for today. Let's keep that in mind. Let's also keep in mind that he is also praying. This is a prayer. And this is a prayer for these Gentile Christians to help them to take measure of what it means to be all one temple, Jew and Gentile. I like to imagine Paul is like one of those, you know, tour guides that you can take. We got a tour and the Notre Dame Cathedral, and they toured us around and looked at all the different um, scenes of the church and different architecture and the artwork. I, I like to imagine that Paul is like one of those tour guides that lead, is leading us right now through this cathedral temple, interpreting the beauty and pointing out the marvels of the interior of the edifice, the edifice being the church. And it's a living edifice. And verse 14, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Notice there's an echo here of the Old Testament. Did you catch what that is echoing? You hear this echo of the promise that God made to Abraham, that he would be a blessing to all the families of the earth. So I like to think here that Paul is pointing out the architectural lineage, let's say, of this temple, that all the families of the earth 
draw their name from God, and that God is the God of everyone. And he asserts that God's fatherly care and love is for the whole of humanity. The next two or next few verses are a bit dense, so I'm just going to paraphrase uh, the, the following sentences. And I really see two result clauses here. The, the ESV, the, the Bible here, is in, um, the translation that we have in the pew is translated it as a purpose statement, but I, I think there's actually more evidence as a result statement. So here's how I'm going to paraphrase it. I am always praying to the God who is the father of all humanity that he would give you out of the riches of his glory with the result that the spirit dwells inside you with power and with the result that Jesus lives in your hearts. So first he prays that the spirit would empower us internally and then that Christ would dwell in our hearts, strengthened in our inner being by the Holy Spirit. Christ dwelling in our hearts. That's a package deal. And then I continue. Being rooted and grounded in the Spirit and Jesus' love will result in you being able to comprehend how wide and tall and deep and high is the love of God, which otherwise surpasses any human ability to know it, and will result in you being filled with the very fullness of God. So, the Spirit and Jesus are inside of us, dwelling inside of us. Notice again the temple idea. This is God taking up residence in us, rooting and grounding us in love with the result that we are able to comprehend the length, the breadth, the height, and the depth of God's love, which would otherwise surpass knowledge. And Paul is praying that the hearer, the reader, be able to comprehend the, the deep, broad, high, and long love of God. And one gets the impression that God's love is so huge that it, it, it puts pressure on the, the temple, that it will burst the temple. Paul wants us to see the fullness of God. And the pressure of this temple is all internal. It's not external. It's not the wind and the, the rain, you know, the elements that will batter down this temple. The pressure is all inside. It, it is the amazing love of God that fills it, which must get out. Did you notice Paul's dimensions here? There are four. If you're hearing this in a literal way, you might say, four dimensions? Hmm. Paul must have repeated one direction under another name. Because as far as I understand, when I measure things, it's in three dimensions. Well, but one commentator that I read that really inspired me and inspired today's theme of measuring God's love from the inside 
thinks differently. He thinks that the only way that one can measure the four directions is from within the love. Then there is height and depth, a breadth and a width. I know, brain cramp. (laughs) The point here of Paul's prayer, I think, is to help Help us to measure God's love from the inside. We have a God whose love transcends our ability to understand and comprehend. It is bigger, it is deeper, it is wider and larger than any problem that we can face. That's the implication. So let's take a look at that. Let's locate this theme in, in relationship to us, the hearer. Uh, how about those problems? Measuring God's love from the outside, you know, uh, looking outside of us based on our circumstances can result in our troubles resulting in feeling, you know, afraid and alone. It's cause and effect. Uh, You might feel or might be saying today uh, or this week, I am weak and alone. I am powerless to change the things I am most afraid of. I am ashamed to tell anyone my fears, and I often have no one to talk to or to confide in. You also might be thinking, I, well, I also feel cut off from God as well. As I look at these circumstances or my own sin, I feel cut off from God as well. And I read the stories of the Bible of God showing up in the lives of his ancient people, and I wish he would just show up here just once. I come to church and I, I feel like sometimes nothing seems special here, and in fact it feels downright old and worn out, and, and my world and my church seems disenchanted. You might also feel like, uh, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling the love of God right now. And this only then makes me more afraid and feel more alone. And I look out the windows of my church and I look out the windows of my home and I see a world that, you know, kind of frightens me. It tells me that it does not want to hear what my church and my faith has to say, so I'm silent. Here's an illustration. You might uh, get this uh, almost every day. You, you're walking along and you greet someone and they, they ask the question, how are you doing? And you know our, our common response is say, well, I'm fine. And although we might answer this question with, I'm fine, in our inner being, we feel beaten down. Beaten down by our own sin, beaten down by our circumstances that press upon us, that weigh us down, that burden us, and beaten down by the world. And we might feel weak and alone, cut off from God, and just not feeling his love, the love of God right now. And so the overall result is, this is cause and effect, the overall result of all of this is feeling afraid and alone. Well, Paul prays that we would use a different measuring stick here. 
on God's love, with the result that we would take courage and be of good cheer from the promise of Christ. And here are some of those promises and truths. In God's word, God strengthens us. As Paul prays, strengthens us with power through his Holy Spirit in our inner being. God's power does not look like the world's idea of power. So I will see and experience it differently. Jesus was not weak upon the cross. He was contending with our sin, with sin and death and prevailing through what looked like a terrible loss. The church is not a collection of the strong, (laughs) but of the people whose strength is in God. And then Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. That's the second thing we heard. And this same Jesus who once died to bring life, bring strength of his love to our lives. It is our enemy who tells us that we are alone. Christ has promised never to leave us, he, and he keeps this promise. Now he dwells within us. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And then finally, we measure God's love in four directions. And I'll ask again, did you catch that? <laughs> did you catch that Paul has a four-dimensional view of God's love? The only way it can be four-dimensional is that we're measuring it from the inside. So the sins that people point out, you know, my sins, your sins, perhaps they're likely valid, you know, Uh, even if they are exaggerated or not entirely true. I cannot protest, hey, I'm innocent. Not truly innocent, not of myself. I must claim Christ for that. My innocence is a gift, not a rightly held attribute. I am forgiven. I am innocent, but only because God has answered this prayer of Paul, and filled my heart with the power of the Spirit and Christ himself so that I am rooted and grounded in God's love. And that is the only place I can stand. Have you ever been to a redwood forest? Um, or even better, have you ever stood in, in one, inside one of those giant sequoia trees? Huge uh, trees, these redwoods and sequoias. It's, if you go into a forest like those, it's almost like you are entering inside a temple. Uh, it's just a different kind of temple. And you look up and you're awestruck by how huge that tree really is. I am in the inside of the love of God, which completely surrounds me, and I am marveling at its depth, its breadth, its height, and its length. It extends in all directions. It's limitless. And of course, I do not deserve to be there. And that's the whole point. By grace I am saved, not by works. I have no boast to make of my own. And yet, I do have a boast to make. 
I am in the love of Christ because God has been gracious to me. So Paul urges us to put a measuring stick on his love so that by the power of the Spirit poured out into us, we would be able to comprehend its vast dimensions. We do not go to uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or Ranch Supply to get this tape measure. We go to our enemies. Yes, you heard me right. We go to our enemies and see that the love is that long, far enough to embrace them as well. We are all under one father. We go to the poorest of the poor, the desolate, and vulnerable, and we see the love of God goes that deep. We look to the saints, the good people of the world, and we see that they too are in the gracious love of God. It, It goes that high. And they need the Father's love as well. We go to all the peoples of the earth, every color, every race, every language and culture, and we find the love of God is that broad. And as a result of measuring God's love from the inside, Paul concludes his prayer with a doxology, offering praise and glory to God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Indeed, brothers and sisters, stand inside God's love, taking measure of its height, its depth, its breadth and length. Take courage and be of good cheer. Then, as you are in the middle of God's loving care in Christ, again, amen, and to him be the glory. Amen.